Hello, PolyAm fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Hello, Polly and fam, and welcome back to Talk Your Polly Off. I am Bella. Bella has returned. I've returned. I'm alive. <laughs> and of course, we've got Monsida. Hola. And we've got Lily with us again. Hooray. Hi, Lily. Hello. <laughs> How's everyone's week? Super. Super duper. Super good. I mean, at least the plague isn't hitting everyone, because I was pretty dead for a week. I went to the emergency room. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah. last night, it was oh, a good time. Oh, man. I got a lot of prescriptions. Four? Four yeah. yeah. I was I also in the emergency room yesterday, but it was because my youngest swallowed a penny. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't go to the doctor unless I'm just about ready to die. Sure. And the doctor was not impressed with me, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, really, dude? Come on. Take care of your body. Gotcha. It's called water. Drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Much. <laughs> All right, well, this episode, we thought, we're coming up on the end of the year, we thought we would kind of talk about where, I mean, in personal development, we talk about reviews and auditing, like, your calendar and looking back over the year and things in your schedule and what worked and what didn't, and we were having a conversation, we were like, you know, we should do that in our relationships, you know, do you, you audit other things in your life and you get, like, work job reviews why not review and audit and look back over relationships? Right. So basically, we have a KTT, a kitchen table talk. Kitchen table talk, yeah. Where we do a weekly discussion on our relationship. Mm-hmm. And we hit some points going along. But this would take that to a whole nother level and review the entirety of the year in depth. Right. And you would do that with all your partners. Yeah. That's a really good idea. As a person who's new to poly, it's not something I've ever thought of before. My partner and I have done minor check-ins throughout the year, but we have only been together about a year and a half. So when we hit our one year together, we didn't exactly do a full year review of like, this has been our year. Facebook did, but we didn't. Right, right. Um, so, (laughs) So I think checking in and kind of seeing what how you think the last year went and where you would like the next year to go is an excellent point especially if you have a very open relationship like you guys do with kitchen table yeah right and there's multiple people and sometimes getting your metas involved and if you can get if everyone's local and you can get all the partners around the table and you can have these open honest conversations even in front of metas so everyone's kind of in the loop of course there might be some private stuff to go over personally but I think a lot of the times meta conflict comes up when not only are you getting advice from your partner about your other partner, but then there's often times where scheduling conflicts happen and then resentment starts building. And if you do those group type check-ins, everyone kind of gets on the same page and feels like they have a say in things. Mm -hmm. Right. To add to that, if we're thinking about consciously evaluating a relationship every year it's not dissimilar to the way that certain relationships have been done in the past as an example 
the hand fasting ceremony. That was a ceremony that was designed to basically bind yourself with a partner for a year. A year and a day. A year and a day. Yeah. And at the end of that, you come back together and you decide how you want to go forward, whether it's together or separate or that sort of thing. So it's not that this is anything new or revolutionary, but I think that with the way that our society has just grown accustomed to the relationship escalator stuff and the, and the monogamous mindset stuff, I think that we as a society sometimes forget to consciously check in and see where we are versus where we've been and where we want to be. And I, I think that is something that's definitely lacking in a lot of monogamous relationships, too. The thought of checking in with your partner kind of at all. Right. You just kind of expect that things are going to keep going on as they do. And I think a lot more couples would benefit from something like an annual, like, hey, how you doing? How are we doing? Right. Right. And they don't teach any of that. No. You know, you watch all your rom-com movies or even your <laughs> Disney stuff growing up, and there's the wedding, and you happily ever after. <laughs> and it no just is good. <laughs> and no one ever talks about what happens happily ever after. Right. All that stuff, basically the movie ends when the relationship begins. Right. And so you don't see what all these Disney princesses have to do every year with their soulmate. <laughs> you know, who knows? Maybe Cinderella got divorced or like, you know. Yeah. They just got the sick of Carl's snores. shit. <laughs> the Beast probably does snore. <laughs> Honestly. So it's it's important to really pay attention to your partner and pay attention to yourself and where your relationship is. And one of the ways to do that is with a check-in. Well, I kind of want to break it down. You know, we're talking about just polyamory or relationship reviews, audits, whatever you want to call them. So I think when it comes to this year-end audit or review, I think you can break it down into three different places, three different spots. We want to reflect internally and maybe review our personal bill of rights that we've created. Yep. And then sit down and examine, look back and reflect over the year, your new and ended relationships, anyone that's come and gone, maybe ask some questions of what happened and see what could go better. And then the third section is looking at your other relationships, friends, family, community. Hmm. So you've got your, your relationship with yourself your romantic type relationships, and then your friend-family community relationships. Yeah. So the first place that we're going to go is reviewing your personal bill of rights. We're talking about your internal relationship with yourself. And this is where the bill of rights comes in to, into play. If you're not familiar with the bill of rights, you can pick up a copy of More Than Two, or you can just Google it and you can see what a lot of it it's about. Basically what it is is... It's your personal set of rules, your personal set of allowances, I guess, where you remind yourself that you are going to be good enough for this and you are allowed to ask for this and you can do these things. And I would also recommend that, you know, you don't just take what you find in a book or on a website. And you build your own. You honestly and genuinely think about your life. Right. And you start building your own Bill of Rights based on the things that maybe you don't feel like you've been allowed to do or that you've been given permission to do. This is your chance to give yourself permission to work on you in a way that's healthier 
and could potentially create a happier lifestyle. So these are almost like listing out your boundaries. So it's almost like saying, um, these are things I'll accept. These are things that I feel like I need. And it's okay to like say no to these things. And yeah. I can say no to them without feeling guilty, without feeling shame, because this is my personal boundary bill of rights. I've laid it out. Right. And, and maybe not even so much a boundary. I think that's a good idea. But I think it's more like an operating system. Oh, that's a right? good one, yeah. yeah. It gives you the opportunity to create your own programming language so that you can operate better in your world. Is it like, in business terms, is it kind of like a mission statement? Like it's what, how, what you're going to follow? Yeah, maybe. Something like that? A little bit. But, I mean, a mission statement's also a little bit generic yeah you know? yeah it's a little more detailed than a right. mission statement it's more of a plan of action like you're not yeah. going to take this anymore right. you will allow this kind of right more plan of action is pretty good yeah so and then when you're doing that you're creating this bill of rights you are acknowledging yourself you're paying attention to yourself you are giving yourself those allowances or those open freedoms or opportunities and this gives you the chance to really pay attention to who you are, to what you want and what you need, so that when you are operating with other people, you can do that more openly and honestly right. with confidence. Do we want to give some examples from more than two, just so people have an idea when they want to make their own? If you want. I mean, in, in the book, the authors break it down into three different categories. So you have the right without shame, blame, or guilt in all intimate relationships to be free from coercion, violence, and intimidation, to choose the level of involvement and intimacy you want, to be told the truth, to say no to requests, things like that. So in all intimate relationships, you get to list out and decide what you will and will not allow. And it kind of does give you the foundation for a healthy, if you weren't in a healthy place, it gives you a starting off point for leading yourself in the right direction towards something healthy or even just continuing down a healthy path if you are in a good place. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of these can probably come from if you've had a bad relationship, mm -hmm. if you've had a um, abusive relationship, whether it's physical, emotional, verbal, whatever it is. You know now some things that you will and won't accept in a, in a relationship. And I think those are very good points to put on that. Yeah. And then in another category, um, they break it down into poly relationships. So you have the right to decide how many partners you want or to choose your own partners and not be told by someone else. And to discuss with your partner's decisions that affect you. And then in the final category, they break it down in your poly network. And that's where you have the right to be treated with courtesy and the right to seek compromise. So you can kind of break it up however it works for you. Those are just some examples from more than two. Right. And it's interesting, the Bill of Rights, that you, you mentioned all the three parts. And it's very similar to what we're talking about today. Working on yourself, working on your partners, and working on your community. community. Totally. So what's the next step? Partners? Partners, yeah. So after you reflect internally, I think it's a good idea to sit down and kind of review the year of partnerships, whether there's new people in our lives or ended relationships that have come and gone. And I think 
there's some good questions to ask, you know, even if you just sit down with a piece of paper and a pencil and jot down people's names and reflect on them and ask questions like, was this relationship in line with your wants and your needs? Mm -hmm. You know, was this relationship on a whim or was it thought through and actually in line with what you're looking for? When it ended, could it have been better? You know, did it end on bad terms and was there a friendship before and did you maintain that friendship? So yeah, just kind of looking back, asking some questions. If it helps to something that I came across online is even thinking about it like a, like a work performance review, right? So you get kind of rated poor, fair, good, and excellent. And what if you looked at and you listed out your relationships and you even rated them that way? So if you rate a relationship poor, it means you might've had some multiple serious issues and seeking guidance from a professional is highly recommended in that relationship. All right. Fair would mean that there's some complacency that's set in, some issues to be acknowledged. There's some course correction that needs to happen at this point. If it's a good relationship, then both people still find it satisfactory, but a constant joint effort ought to be made to regenerate a spark in the relationship. And if it's an excellent relationship, then it's healthy and all communication happens often and well. Uh, you demonstrate mutual understanding and respect. You acknowledge the other's contributions and successes, display kindness and compassion, honesty and integrity. You focus on growth and development together and you encourage the relationship to evolve, to evolve into a deep and loving one. That's an excellent relationship. Yeah. So you just inspired me. Did I? Yay! Yeah, I'm going to create reviews for all of my partners. Uh-oh. Are you going to send them out beforehand? Give no, them I'm going to reflect. Gonna <laughs> call them into the office. <laughs> and we're going to sit down and we're going to go over annual reviews. You should at least take them out to lunch. <laughs> no. no. Sushi no. thing. No. Oh, come on. Well, if it's a poor review, <laughs> you don't deserve sushi. Oh, no. Do the poor ones at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. poor ones should be buying me. Oh, no. So, yeah, those are kind of like, if you wanted to look at it like a work, just some ideas. People go about things differently. There are a couple other things in my research that I thought they would be good to do when sitting like face to face with your partner and do together in like a joint activity. If you're working towards maybe making a better relationship. So coming up with a memory that highlights our relationship strength from the year. So you're reflecting on the year together. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe jotting down or saying to each other, um, I would like more of blank because it provides me blank. You know, I would like more intimacy because it provides me my primary love language of touch. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. It would help me in our relationship if we could reduce, remove, or renegotiate blank. Uh, number four would be, I look forward to blank next year. You know, we do a lot of gift giving around this time of year, but why not look forward to maybe some experience or maybe there's a concert you've got booked or a comic con that you're going to travel to with your partner and really focus on like the fun experiences that you're going to look forward to. And then the last few are things like reflecting on what you're grateful for this year within the relationship, maybe what you're going to commit to do better next year. And then telling your partner, you know, that you welcome feedback about whatever, you know, I, I welcome feedback about our sex life. I welcome feedback about our um, nightlife, our social outings, things like that. 
You want me to give you that feedback now? Our social outings or our hey, sex life? Hey. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of some ideas that I came up with when I was thinking about reviewing our relationships. Well, I think that's pretty good. I mean, yeah. those are some great examples on how to treat a current relationship. You could even add to those with some more of what you and your partner would like to talk about. The other thing is that you mentioned talking about the relationships that you had that ended over the yeah. year. And I think that's something that when people end a relationship, you know, they go through their five stages or whatever, and then they try to ignore it or they forget it. But then what about looking back on it and trying to learn from it and try to grow from it? Mm -hmm. And a year in evaluation would really help with this because it would give you the opportunity to see why the relationship ended. What could have been done differently? Did you even want to do it differently? I mean, mm -hmm. maybe you realize that that was a frivolous relationship that you didn't need to be a part of. But it gives you that opportunity to consciously and actively look at it and examine how it affects your future. Definitely. Or maybe it was a great relationship that was only meant to last six months. Mm -hmm. And it yeah. ran its course and you were both super happy and it just died off. I really like that. Yeah. I would definitely agree with all of that. Um, I think, too, you can take a lot of the points that you made, Bella, and apply them towards friendship reviews and community reviews. Definitely. So did you have a positive experience in this poly group? Did it, you know, you can go Marie Kondo on them a little bit. And <laughs> go, does it bring me joy? Hold um, up each poly group. <laughs> Stare at each one on the screen for 30 seconds, and if it doesn't make your heart sing, maybe leave. I actually did that this year. <laughs> That's true. I You're not the only one I know of. I evaluated yeah. every poly group I was in and asked myself, does it bring me joy? Mm -hmm. And the ones that didn't I got rid of right because we can spend so much time in the poly community online that you can feel like a lot of your community is there but some of it maybe you're spending too much time on or you want to focus more on personal relationships like in-person relationships and developing some of those and this could be kind of a good time of year to do that as well to maybe go through and see who did you meet at that party that you had a really great conversation with? Is Are they in a group with you? You can maybe start something up or yeah. seeing if you have a friendship that is really just kind of weighing you down and evaluating maybe why that's happening. Definitely. I really like the idea of looking back over friendships because I think like we talk, especially with doing this podcast, we talk a lot about our relationships, our intimate relationships all the time that I think our friendships kind of fall to the side mm -hmm. sometimes. I don't think anybody ever thinks to check in with those relationships. Right? And I mean, it's one of those things where, how does this improve my life? And how do I improve their life? And what do I bring to the table for them? And sure, I've got, I've got all these friends and my friends are great. But like, am I being a good friend? Right. Like, what? Can I do something better? Am I reaching out enough? You know, those kinds of questions probably come up and we don't think about them. But a lot of them can be really hard questions to ask too, to yeah. check in and you know ask of yourself and ask of other people because um, again people just aren't used to this sort of thing so I feel like coming up to your friend and being like hey let's check in like how are we doing am I a crappy friend am I not how are we good are we good right might be a lot for someone kind of off the bat right. kind of looking back over some friendships we've got some really great people in our community in our lives but then I look back and I'm like man 
I didn't support them this year in ways that maybe I could have. Mm -hmm. Sure, we might have struggled, but maybe we could have picked up some slack over here. Mm -hmm. So kind of reflecting back on them. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and I have spoken with my partner and we decided that at least for the first half of this next year, we both really want to focus on fostering a lot more friendships and community. And that has been something that's really been on our minds. To hit back on something you said, Bella, Mm -hmm. is that, you know, you're talking about who you could have been there for more. Right. And this is a way to, again, I'm going to wear this word out, but consciously and actively look at how you could have been there more, why you weren't, and what you can do to change things in the future. Now, if this is a scenario where you could have been there more, but you were also dealing with a whole truckload of your own personal issues that needed that attention, well, then you need to be able to do that. And that's okay. But also checking in with those friendships and relationships, you can perhaps let your friends know that that's maybe why you weren't there for them and it won't hurt your relationship any further to just say, you know, I had a really tough year last year. I mean, you saw with this, that and the other thing, my job and whatever. Um, But I really still want to be your friend and a part of your life. And how can we work on making that happen? I think that actually goes a, a long way. And, like, I can think of a handful of people that I would reach out to and be like, hey, I wish I could have been there more for you and helped you more with this, you know, and, and I'm going to try to do better next year. But even on the receiving end, like, it would be, it would go a long way if somebody even reached out because they were thinking about me as a friend mm-hmm. and reached out and said something like that. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, that just made me cry. Like, that's amazing. Right. I don't know when we're talking about it. When you're doing your own personal check-in, you know, obviously you're talking to yourself. Which doesn't necessarily make you crazy. But when you're talking about your partners, you're talking to them directly. Now, if you have a sizable friends community, I don't think that you could actually do like a year-end audit with each individual friend. Right. Could you? Not necessarily. So maybe with what you're doing is a little more introspection. Mm-hmm on how to do these things oh sure. wait, huh. wait do you have more no go ahead so or you could do depending on your friend circle your community size just like people do like oscar award show parties you could do like a year-end audit relationship party and invite your community over and be like all right guys bring pen and paper we're gonna sit down and do some personal development stuff together and we're gonna audit our friendships i think bella just planned her next party <laughs> oh yeah, i'm too maybe. exhausted this month maybe <laughs> Yeah, oh, but that, okay, so January that's not really... January 3rd. A, <laughs> right, right? That's not a party, though. That sounds like work. I wouldn't go to one of those. Oh, but what if you could have, like, a drink? You know, like, there was some wine, there was some booze. I think then the review might get a little sloppy. <laughs> Nobody gets shit-faced. And then have some, like, so finger me. foods, because we always like deviled eggs. I would always make deviled eggs. And just sit around and, like, chit-chat. I, I love deviled eggs. Okay, so the new year we're going to do one of these. You want to do one? Yeah. You want to see like if we it. can get some of our community together? Yeah. I dig it. Okay. We're also going to have, like, a chili cook-off. Yeah, we've got a lot of oh, stuff yeah. planned. Oh, oh man. New Remember year. We well, do okay. mac and cheese one, too? Mac and cheese, yeah. i got to do one in January and one in February. So, I'm so there. Mm-hmm. Really, and this is actually the what you're talking about is one of the ways that I try to remind my friends that I do care, and that's throw parties, right? throw events, tell everyone to come over and then celebrate life together. Mm -hmm. I may not be the greatest. I'm not the greatest. (laughs) 
at keeping in touch and keeping in communication. But when I throw a party and you get the invite, it's because I love you and it's because I care about you and I want to spend time together. And hopefully in my way, that's part of what makes up for the lack of communication with a large circle of friends. I also always feel guilty throughout the year when we can't make it to other people's events. Right. Whether it's because we're overbooked and there's too much going on or something comes up like life does, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. And maybe it's just money. Maybe I don't have the gas money to get out there. Mm -hmm. I always feel guilty because we host a lot of parties and we love, we love the love and the laughter and the warmth and everybody coming into our home, but we can't always get out to everybody else's. And that brings a lot of guilt on me. So I think that will be like one of my new year's resolution -y type things will be to get out to more people's uh -huh. events. That's a good one. Yeah. I spent a lot of last year going out to see people, and um, one of my big goals for 2020 is getting my budget in gear, mm -hmm. so I might be doing a lot more of the in-home things, right. except thankfully you guys live very close to me, so <laughs> I can do that. It makes it easy. Yes. <laughs> no more driving to, uh, sadly, no more driving to Milwaukee to go to karaoke. That's a, that's a trek. Yeah. No, I love those people, and I love the karaoke. It's a lot. Of, <laughs> it's a long way. Yeah. I know there's right. a I know there's a poly group up here in Vancouver that goes to the spot, uh, mm -hmm. but I think they're on a Sunday night for their mm. karaoke. Oh, uh, right, can... that's always my face. Mm. Mm. Sunday night. Well, and there's opportunity. Right? Totally, yeah. totally. So anyway, before we get too sidetracked, where, <laughs> where are we at? We do that party. Well, I mean, I think that's all three categories: the personal. Bill of Rights review, mm -hmm. yeah. the audit of relationships new and ended, mm -hmm. and then talking about reconnecting and, and reviewing friendships and community. Right. Well, seeing how we're doing a year-end review, Bella. Yes. Monsida. We've been at this podcast for a year. <gasps> Almost. We're getting there. I know. We're, we're close. Even though the episode numbers may not say, we've been doing this for we a year. We took some time off in the spring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Looking back at our journey on this, mm -hmm. what are you feeling? What are you thinking? Oh, man. You you surprised me with this question. I was waiting for the, like, actual year mark of the podcast. Remember earlier when she said she can't be surprised? Oh, no. Uh, no, he does oh. that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he can throw that Conversationally, surprise. he drops a lot of bombs. Yes. But I ruin all the on other On date surprises. night, you just, you're the boss. I'm too nosy and bossy. <laughs> So I, I, like, ruin things because I ask too many questions and sure. then I'm curious. Sure. Yeah. And then when you get asked questions that do surprise you, you evade it by talking about something else. No, no. <laughs> Here's a good example, right? The lovely K-Fug that I talk about all the time, my girlfriend. Love her to death. She asked one of our friends to ask me what kind of flowers I like. What are, what's my favorite kind of flower? And we were laughing about this last night on our date night. And this, so this friend, instead of working it into casual conversation, like, oh, I see all your succulents over here. Do you have like a favorite flower that you like with it? Like it wasn't worked into conversation. <laughs> it was just, hey, we're hanging out. By the way, what's your favorite kind of flower? <laughs> and then I'm so nosy and curious. Right? I was like, why are you Who asking this? Yeah. yeah. Like, hmm. Mm -hmm. So then it made me ask questions and then sure. I ruined that surprise. Oh, that Still makes sense. evading the question. What was the question? Our year in review for the podcast. <laughs> well, that one. I love where we've gone. Yeah. I do. I want to be more prepared to answer this question. Um, but you're not. 
tell you Super what. Super duper. I'll give you a minute, and I'll tell you what I feel. What do you feel about the podcast? Uh-huh. When we started doing this, we started talking about... <laughs> it was on the same trip with fucking Intense. It was on the way home. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> I just got so excited. <laughs> I was taking notes at Evernote on that road trip while yeah. you drive home. And, and your son was in the back seat mm-hmm. and helping us with topics. So when we first decided to do this, it was because you and I have had so many discussions about Polly and about how to improve relationships and all of this and all of that. And and we got to a point where we thought, oh, we should just start hitting record yeah. whenever we have one of these conversations because some of this stuff's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it would be anywhere from out back at the fire or in the hot tub or on a road trip. Uh-huh. We'd just start talking about Polly stuff. Right. And then we decided we'd throw a podcast together and just see what happens. (laughs) And, you know, like we look at the thousands of downloads later. I remember, I think I talked about this on a podcast recently when we hit 10 downloads and we hit 100 and we're just (laughs) so excited. And I guess I didn't figure that in a year we would have the stability that we have. I didn't figure we'd have the listener base that we have. I thought people would casually listen, but we've begun to really connect with some of our listeners. Definitely. Definitely. We just opened we just opened this adorable card today. Yeah, we did. Aww. It was so cute. From one of our listeners back east. And she asked me the other day what our mailing address was, and I told her. <laughs> and then today, we get a Christmas card. Aw. Yeah. So, That's so sweet. I didn't think that we'd have come as far as we have. I'm thankful that we've been received well. I have taken a lot of this and have decided what I really want to do is make this second year grow exponentially and I really want to see some traction Mm -hmm. because I feel like what we've got our message is getting out there and I want I want to be able to help people in the way that I wish I could have gotten help in my own poly journey years and years ago absolutely you want to be what wasn't there for you yeah yeah okay so I gave you a little bit of free time what do you got I honestly really love this podcast, and there are definitely weeks that go by where I am exhausted. I am drained from working the the 9-to-5 job, you know, housework, and moving. We moved this year, and that was a big thing. My sister got married, so we took a trip to California. We recorded some episodes in the hot tub in the hotel in California. Uh, That was a good time. I think that was on Hot Tub Poly Talk. You know, we had two podcasts running simultaneously at one point, so there was a lot of growth. And then there was definitely some reflection and, okay, we need to focus on this. And I think we definitely have more of an educational direction than I think I originally thought we would go. Like, I thought it was just going to be us bullshitting and hitting record and having our conversations. It still is that to a little totally. bit. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And we share our experiences. This is just what we've gone through. And mm-hmm. if it can help a couple people get through their poly journey or through a tough patch when they're starting or any of that, or even just feel like they're not alone. Like when he was first starting, he talks a lot about being 
out in an area out in like Walla Walla where there wasn't community. So if we can connect to people through their earbuds, you know, while they're driving or listening at work or whatever, then that makes my heart happy because I like to bring people together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm really excited about the direction. I'm with you on the like growing it exponentially in this next year. We've got plans. We've got the Patreon set up. We've got a merch site set up. Different things are coming. We've got all sorts of ideas, but I'm really excited to just get more people connected and together. So we're bringing Lily on board yeah. to give us the opportunity to have more voice in this podcast. And I think that one of the unique ideas of you coming on board is that you are new, newer to Pauline. I'm very and, new comparatively. Right. So it gives yet another perspective. Mm-hmm which also helps round things out a little bit. Yeah. Now, with you coming on board, you got a whole year coming up of this podcast. Yeah. Where do you want it to go? What do you want to see out of that? What goals do you have? Well, I'm really thankful that I've been given the opportunity to be a part of this. As a newish person to Polly, and I said this in the last podcast that I was on, There, it, it's still... Though there is a lot of avenues to go down to build community, it still can be difficult to get out there. And so I hope that through this podcast, we can give people ways to build community, to feel better in themselves. I'm also very um, enthusiastic in the mental health part Mm. of everything. And I feel as though the part that you guys were talking about with being self-aware is a very good step in that direction. And I'm very passionate about that. So I'm very much looking forward to being a part of the growth and expansion of your guys' podcast. I think it'll be fun, too. We get, I think we get wrapped up in like our experiences because that's where we are in our timeline. Mm-hmm. So then we're talking about that. And sure, we can reflect back on what it was like to be starting and be new. But it'll be fun to have your point of view here where we're like, yeah, this is going on. And you're going to be like, but wait, like that's <laughs> not how it is for someone in my position. Sure. Right. So I think it'll be a fun um, dynamic going into this next year. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think that wraps up today's episode. Well, we mentioned today some of the stuff we got was for more than two. Mm-hmm. And I did some research and some of the questions I got was from a gal named Denise Anofri. So we'll link to some of that in the show notes. Like always. Like always. So you can check it out. And of course, find our multiple social media venues down in those notes. Or go to our website, www.ilovepoly.org. So you can get in touch with us and connect to this beautiful community that we are all a part of. Thanks for tuning in. Ta-ta for now. Bye. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella. And Monsada. You can find our Facebook page in the links. Or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, Check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepoly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepoly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And and love love without without limits. limits.